I'm doing it. I'm clearing right. my throat. Hey, hey, hey. Listen. Yeah. I have to make an announcement to all the people out there. Week after week, I come in here and Mark Davis sits down and turns on his cans. Mm. And uh, I'm always uh, a few feet away because why? Because Mark Davis designs it that way. Because he wants to make it sound like I'm not prepared. When in reality, I'm way prepared and I'm ready to go. So I wanted to make sure that today I was in front of my can. And that I was going to be say, that I was going to be prepared and here preempt. I was not going to let you catch me off guard, so to speak. You dastardly podcaster. Sometimes you get here and you are prepared. I'm always prepared now these days. But then you have to take a big beefy shit, <laughs> or you have to take a leak last second. It's the best house to do it. No, it's the best. There you house. go. You heard it here first. You don't walk out of Mark's Mark house. Davis's bathroom. Don't walk out of Mark's house with a dirty butthole. Best it doesn't pl- happen. Best place to take a shit because we've got a bidet for every asshole. <laughs> For all seasons. <laughs> okay. to go the podcast where we take a deep dive into okay. lyrics that are questionable at best but have largely dodged public ridicule until now i i am mark davis and i am here with seth ford hi i am trying to keep it together i'm sorry mark no I'm it's having, okay. did you have a good week it's been good it's been good mine's been okay it's it's okay not terrible. Uh, not as bad as last week. Mm. Had a death in the family last week. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Didn't want to talk about it last week. It's okay now. Um, it was my cousin. Uh, God bless Timothy. Uh, I will see him again one day. I believe that. I uh, Yeah, it was it was just a little bit of a rough week. But we have things to celebrate this week. Well, you know, life goes on. And uh, Mark, today, as of today... Today, this day. You're a birthday boy. I am a birthday boy. Happy birthday, Mark. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate it. I, I, it I saved that for right now. Yeah. yeah. On the day of record, not on the day of release, February 15th, 1980, <laughs> I was born. I am now a 44-year-old man. Uh, just trying to live my best life. Just trying to do what I can. And when I say that, I mean hauling ass here from work so I can record a song about a podcast about this fucking song before I go eat hibachi with my friends. We're going to get her done. We are going to get her done. We're on a tight time crunch, but I don't think it's going to take us nope. a whole lot of time. It's not. It's only to two get verses. through this fucking thing. Yep. Um, we are here today to talk about courtesy of the red, white and blue <sighs> by Kobe teeth. You so just you just love that. I Mark. do. That's your favorite. Well, I am a fan of Spoonerisms. Kobe Teeth is your favorite. Yes, I, I I love Spoonerisms, and especially when they work out so well. That one does. Um, so we don't have to go through a lot of his past because we've already talked talked about one of his songs. We're going to go over a couple of things, Mark. But we will go over a couple of things. Yeah. One thing that really stood out to me were his album titles. So this guy had nineteen albums, and just from looking at his, I mean. His earlier album titles, Boomtown, Toby Keith, Blue Moon, Dreamwalking, all seem pretty um, pretty mild-mannered, pretty humble, pretty fine. Then, in 1999, he just really went... Something happened. <laughs> he just... Agreed. Something bad happened. <coughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is, 
but something about that Oklahoma upbringing that just really fucking. So it, it, he, he was like a, it was like a sleeper cell. He, he, he walked into a room <laughs> and someone said firecracker hopscotch 2080, <laughs> you know, and a couple of other words and something just went nuts. Mark. And then he released the albums. How do you like me now? Mark. With an intero bang after it. He whipped it out. Pull my chain. And by that, I mean the flag. Shocking y'all. Yeah, shocking y'all. Honky Tonk University. White trash with money. Big Uh, dog daddy. mm. That don't make me a bad guy. Bullets in the gun. Hope on the rocks. Peso in my pocket. And of course, Unleashed in 2002. Even these song titles make you have to talk like this and i mean these albums were released 2001 pull my chain 2002 unleashed 2003 shocking y'all i mean this is this was like a beatles-esque fervor of just putting out one album after another i mean uh, it it was just insane however the the quality of song you will notice is drastically different yeah mark from 93 to 99 i mean to 97 he's putting out Pretty serious country records. Not not like when I say serious, not like over the top, like serious with like hardcore topics. They're still um, essentially uh, sh- songs that shoot to the heart. He- he's got great songs, man. He's got. Th- I think the first thing that he's really known for is "Should Have Been a Cowboy," and I fucking love that song, man. That's a great song, mm-hmm. and he's got tons of. He's got l- quite a few others. How do you like me now? That album, even though the the album name itself has some pretty damn good songs on it that you just that you that you weren't necessarily probably especially you guys and most of the listeners I think here um don't re- aren't really aware of in the midst of all the flag waving records the shock and y'all and the stuff that was inspired after the 911 attacks which is I think what I was kind of getting to um he put out a record in 2008 that don't make me a bad guy which mark most of the songs on that record he's not known for being like a voice Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, and country music loves its voices. They love those distinctive voices that stand out. You know, Merle Haggard, um, George Jones, later years, Keith Whitley. If y'all guys don't have never heard Keith Whitley, he's great. I would venture to say if you heard George Jones or Keith Whitley sing any song off of that record, it would make it immediately a top 10 hit. They're all good songs, man. They're really good, but they're love songs. Mm-hmm. They're songs about, you know, uh, living in the country and stuff like that, and they're not horrific. Sadly, when Toby goes into his, you know, I want to turn into Roger Miller or his Mr. Waving the Flag, super patriotic, the song quality drops off. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I um, Well, I mean, you know, famously when we did Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy, um, uh, you know, I was... In the words of Shania Twain, that don't impress me much. <laughs> um, th- listening to this also reignited um, a topic that we've talked about um, with Joey and Tim, which is what makes this a country song? There is. I mean, it like decidedly rock guitar. There are tubular belt. Well, Let's be let's, honest. Let's it's not real tubular oh, bells. They're awful. But um, I mean, what are, what are supposed to be tubular bells? But there is nothing very country about this. Southern rock, maybe. 
But this is not a country song, in it's my opinion. It's the accent, Mark. It, well, it's, and it's we talked a little all, bit yeah, about that. Yeah. All that makes you just got to yeah. have that. If you got that drawl, yeah. it's country. And he does have that Oklahoma drawl. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it. Sadly, even on that record that I was talking about just a few minutes ago, there are some... big dog daddy. <laughs> That's the name of an album that a successful musician put out. And I just want to mention. I'm sorry. I don't mean no, to no, cut no, you no. off, it's but okay. I just right. want to mention the the kind of interesting thing is those first four albums that we were discussing earlier. Toby Keith, Boomtown, Blue Moon, Dreamwalk, and the ones that are all mm-hmm. pretty regimented and pretty, um, you know, titled like a, like an actual grown-up musician would have. Refined country. Before he went, uh, you know, before he went, uh, you know, like one of the uh, white-collar comedy tour uh, <laughs> music. Uh, Blue-collar comedy tour. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah not white-collar. Blue-collar comedy tour. Um, comedians' names. Um, those were all on Mercury Records. And then it wasn't until he signed to DreamWorks mm. where it was almost like they were like, hey, if we're going to sign you, this is what we want you to do. We want you to really fucking just really juice it up. And he was like, well, I can do that. Well, I can easily see Toby Keith selling out. Oh, are yeah. you kidding I mean, me? It's, yes. it's, I mean, bef- even beforehand, listen, it's country music. What matters? What makes country music country music? How quick you sell out, man. That's a yep. huge part of it. Oh, yeah. How fast can you go to the music industry and say, I'm here to fucking move units. Let's do it. What do you think? Yeah. So, you know, he's got those four albums he puts out. He puts out a couple other ones. Then he puts out in 2002 Unleashed, which the album cover itself looks like it was done by a 17-year-old in like a very early version of... Uh, like like a Mark. very good seventeen year old graphic designer. Graphic designer, <laughs> Mark. Um, this is his this is his doggy style. Yeah, this is <laughs> if you see the cover. The, the cover is a uh, is a doghouse, um, with a uh, gate in front of it. Picture a uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Chain link fence. Chain link fence yeah. gate. If you're in Florida, you are very familiar with gates that you look see like it every this. Day. Yeah. That have the little metal swinging down, uh, you know, that you can open and close. Oh, but it's been busted open, ladies and gentlemen. It's and that dog is Toby Keith, and he's he's just torn right out of that, and he is unleashed. I, I mean, there's the weird thing is there is no leash to be seen on the cover. It's mm-hmm. called unleashed, but there is no leash. Only, the leash is in your mind. <laughs> the leash exists only in your mind. Um. He released four songs, uh, four singles, uh, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. The Angry American mm. is the parenthetical title. That's the full name. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who's Your Daddy, Rock You Baby, and the runner-up for a song that we were going to talk about. That's right. Beer for My Horses, which at the time made Willie Nelson the oldest singer to have a song in the country charts. Uh, at the time in 2002, um, this song, uh, was, this album went four times platinum and I work at a bank. So, I mean, <laughs> you know what, you know, when it all comes down to it, we have to just, you know, realize that we are sitting here talking about these songs and going har, har, har. Mark, me and you need to get together and start writing some songs about America. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. really do. I mean. 2002, um, you know, 2001, I don't know the age, the average age of our listeners, but I think most people were probably alive when 2001, uh, when September 11th happened. 
My mom flew on that day. Wow, did she? She was flying to Maine and ended up getting um, grounded in Philadelphia. Um, she had multiple sclerosis, so they had to like help assist her in getting to a hotel. Wow. Um, very, very insane. Um, friend of the podcast, Mike Cosden, called and was like, hey, is your mom okay? And I was like, why wouldn't she be? And then I turned on the news and saw. Wow. And was like, oh, shit, this is like for real. That's nuts, Mark. I didn't know that. That's yeah. crazy. So uh, very, very, very nutty. It hit Home Depot for me, too, on that day. Home Depot. Home Depot for me. It, uh, it That was, uh, of course, we all remember where we were. I think most of us, if you were alive and you remembered that. Um, one of the first things that popped up into my mind not long after it happened was um, my youngest brother was uh, scheduled to be released from released. He was done with his contract with the Army on September oh, 11, 2001. And uh, we immediately started thinking not long after all this, is are they going to keep him in um, and are they not going to let him go? Is he going to be retained? And uh, and also, he was in North Carolina. How are we going to get him home? Because I don't know if you remember. How long was your mom grounded for? How long was she stuck in Philadelphia? I don't really remember. My brother was kept. Was There were no flights for uh, three days afterwards. Wow. And they held him. He was scheduled to be released on that day. And they let him go the next day. Um, and so my, bro my father jumped in his truck and drove to North Carolina and picked him up and brought him home. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so you know, <clears throat> there were a lot of emotions. There still are a lot of emotions. Um, and one of them was anger. Uh, I mean, this it's very it's going to be very easy. This episode, it's going to be very easy for things to go funky um, with listenership, I, I think. Um, I mean, a couple things I want to just kind of say, right. I mean, I think you and I probably have some differences. Yeah. Um, as far as this kind of stuff is concerned, but, um, I agree with you, but a bad song's a bad song. Mark. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, a couple things that I thought were very interesting while I was reading, uh, on my way here, um, and a couple things that stem, I, it's, it, his, his Wikipedia article has a whole section about this song. Mm, that's your song. And has a whole section about kind of the fallout uh, related to it. So it is definitely a big thing uh, with him. So I, first thing that we should mention is, the, and you'll hear it in the lyrics, his father um, was uh, in the armed forces and was a veteran. His father very much loved the red, white, and blue. And had lost his eye, apparently, in the in, in whatever war he served in. Now, I didn't do a whole lot of digging. But when I'm thinking of, like, when and where he served, I'm guessing he must have served in Vietnam. Who, uh, Toby or his father? His father. I think his father was probably World War II. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Interesting. I think so. Um, well, yeah. So not not too sure what, where or what he served in, but was definitely very, very pro-American. Very, very, um, you know, hyper, uh, a lot of nationalist pride. Um, <clears throat> then September, so his father dies in 2001, March 24th, killed in a car accident. 
Then September 11th happens and he writes this song and he says that it's about his father's patriotism and faith in the United States and was originally intended only for live shows. So he says, so he has a friend, he calls him a friend, James L. Jones, commandment, uh, commandant of the Marine Corps. Commandant. Thank you. Commandant of the Marine Corps, James L. Jones performs it for him and he is told it is duty it's his duty as an american citizen to record the song and there are a couple of different quotes in a couple of different places i've looked with people saying this is your way of serving without putting on a uniform and going to battle um this is your way of serving america and of serving the military. You have to release it. You can serve your country in other ways besides suiting up in combat. So he is like, you know, of course, he's got just this giant raging American heart on. He's got to release it now. And so he does. And people go nuts about it. Uh, And some people don't, including the Dixie Chicks, who in particular Natalie Maines, uh, one of the uh, head singers, you know, of uh, now the chicks, not the Dixie chicks. Safe to say the voice of the chicks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, basically came out and said, this song sucks. <laughs> this this is stupid. Uh, you know, she was very outspoken uh, saying that she was ashamed that George W. Bush was from Texas um, and then publicly stated that the song was, quote, ignorant, and it makes country music sound ignorant. Uh, Keith responded by belittling Maines' songwriting skills, because, all right, and by displaying a backdrop at his concert, showing a doctored photo of Maines with Saddam Hussein. Beef can't be contained to the hip-hop industry, Mark. Clearly not. No. Clearly this happened. Not. Uh, then Maines wore a T-shirt with the letters F-U-T-K. On front of it for the Academy of Country Music Awards. Um, a spokesperson for the Chicks said that it stood for Friends United in Truth and Kindness. <laughs> uh, well, that was bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually stood for Fuck You, Toby Keith. Yes, it did. Um, in August of 2003, sometime after that, he said he was, quote, all done feuding with Natalie Maines because I guess there's more important things than that to concentrate on. Which is why I like Toby Keith. Yeah. I think in reality, Mark, that they would have been, uh, if you were going to uh, lump them into the country music industry altogether, they are closer in personality and convictions than, um, than some of the other, than, than the other, than the rest of the country music pantheon. They probably have more in common than they like to realize. She, I think that she just got caught up in the moment and saw what is obviously a bad song and, uh, and, and just expressed herself a little bit much. Listen, we all do that. We're all, we all get heated. We all get upset and things happen. I think Toby Keith is the type of guy that can say, let's take a deep breath here and think about what we're doing and just kind of calm it down. I appreciate people like that. Toby Keith is one of those people. One of the things that I liked about him is that you cannot pigeonhole him onto one thing. 
He is not going to be, were he in the public eye for the last four years, he would not be taking up this culture war banner that you've seen so many other country artists do, a la Jason Aldean and things like that. You're not going to see that out of Toby Keith. You're not going to be able to say, what I'm saying is I think he's got a little bit more of his head about him. He might have more conservative views than you. But he's not just going to give himself over to one ideal and then, you know, stick to that 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 ethos a la most supporters of a certain orange guy, you know, and, and support him just because he's one thing. He will vocally disagree with things as he did with George Bush in the 2000s. Mm -hmm. You know, he 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 vocally came out and said, uh, you know, damn the repercussions. I will voice my I will voice my opinions. Now, they're not always his opinions are not always going to line up with yours. And that's the way things go. So I can appreciate Toby Keith. He was a patriotic guy, and he thought that this was a song that he should release to support the United States, and in specific, the troops, given those directives by the Commandant of the Marine Corps. Um, that's just what he did. It's still, you know, like I said, still bad lyrics, still not the best thing he's ever done. There are earlier songs that I think are much better, and then some songs that are better that we never really went over that you don't, they weren't singles. They were still good songs. Do you think that this song is ignorant and makes country music sound ignorant? The simple answer is yes. Okay. Well, it I'm does. glad we agree there. It does. Yes, yeah. it does. It's very simple. It's very reactionary. Um, which is, I guess, what he was shooting for. Listen, man, we can't, we can't bat a thousand all the time, man. You know. No, that's I true. Mean, yeah. I mean, but I, you know, it's it's one thing to make a knee jerk reaction. This is a lot of, a, this is a lot of string of things to actually still release this. Toby Keith was had a reaction to an event, and I get it. I get it. It did not bring out his best songwriting skills. He was good at other things. I um. When you find ahead. out what they are, let me know. Yeah, no, 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 no. I told you. There's <laughs> no, some, I know. I know. I'm some good songs. I'm yeah, they're they're good. I'll play them for you. Yeah, like Red Solo Cup. Um, <laughs> he um he I named in 2004. Name. He called himself a conservative Democrat, who is sometimes embarrassed for his party. He did endorse the re-election of George W. Bush. Um, he did perform in Dallas uh, at a rally. On the night before the election, he also endorsed a Democrat, Dan Boren, in his successful run in Oklahoma's 2nd Congressional District, mm -hmm. and was good friends with Democratic New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson. Um, like Bill he Richardson. said that he never supported the Iraq War. That's true. Um, he said, I don't apologize for being patriotic. If there is something socially incorrect about being patriotic and supporting your troops, then they can kiss my ass on that because I'm not going to budge on that at all. And again, this is kind of what I was talking about. There's a difference between supporting the troops and supporting what the troops have to do. And I mean, it's kind of like uh, the same thing that, you know, the same problem that police have. People have with the police, which is like, I'm not necessarily people. I, I, I'm not saying me, but people will say, I'm just against the concept of police and anybody who is willing to sign into this group of people, I'm automatically against them just on a, on a, you know, just on the basis of them signing up for this particular group that I don't agree with the ideology of and the history of. 
Again, I'm not saying that's me, um, but there is just there's there's a lot of a lot of delicacy here. Yeah, um, there's nuance to it. A lot of nuance. Yeah, yeah. And there's circumstance too, man. A lot of these people are backed up against the wall, and this is their only way out. These things happen. Um, I uh, mark every single member of my family except for myself signed a piece of paper saying that they would fight for the country, and um, and I don't take that lightly. Um, I you know I do not definitely do not always agree with uh, the policies and what happens uh, and how uh, especially this one guy in an office somewhere gets to unilaterally wield tons and tons of the greatest military power in the world that should not be taken lightly. And I think that it has been. Basically, I mean, we can say, go listen to War Pigs right. by, uh, by, Black by Black Sabbath. And but give you uh, but um, I, I consider myself patriotic. And uh, I, I was also, I'd like to say this, in a very dubious position after 9-11 of uh, <clears throat> supporting the war, but not necessarily supporting the troops. Of which war? The Iraq War? I'm making a joke, Mark. Oh. Bill Hicks did that joke. And it was a fantastic joke because back then you heard everybody say, I don't necessarily support the war, but I support the troops. Think about what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Think about what you're saying and the nuance of, what, of what's going on there that's deeper than what you, you know, it's not just that simple and things cannot be derived down to or, or reduced down to a soundbite. It doesn't work that way. Um, so then he left the Democratic Party. He re-registered as an independent, quote, my party that I've been affiliated with all these years doesn't stand for anything that I stand for anymore. He said they've lost any sensibility that they had and they've allowed all the kooks in. So I'm going independent, um, partially because of his admiration for Sarah Palin. Speaking of kooks. Oh, no. Um, I mean, you know, he is definitely someone that would go and go to Afghanistan and perform for troops. He also supported um, Barack Obama. Um, and dude, uh, do you know how unpopular that would make him? Oh, yeah. I mean, just a uh, dude. Uh, well, he supported specifically support for Obama in Afghanistan and other decisions. He hired one of my best friends who I think should run for president, General James Jones, as mentioned before, as a national security advisor. He's sending troops in Afghanistan. Help is on the way there. It's funny to see that in hindsight. Yeah, no shit. Um, and I'm seeing some really good middle range stuff. It's just, it's very funny that he, he thinks that he is the authority on being like, yeah, all right, that's all taken care of. It's like, yeah. Toby, you're, I mean, you're like, you're a, you're a country singer, you know? Mm. I mean, not that you can't have an opinion on it. It's just, no. I don't know. It's funny to me when people look at stuff with some level of authority, when it's like, you you know you're you're when you're just a songwriter from Oklahoma yeah yeah yes I mean it's one thing to be like well I don't know much but from what I know I think I like that as opposed to just like yeah I'm seeing some good stuff from him I'll let it pass and it's why like, is it that we don't why is it that uh, we don't, we can't have a guy with a degree from Harvard in geopolitics. Uh, write decent songs. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Why? We'll have to see if we can make that happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mark, the other thing I'll mention real quick is we need to get into these lyrics yeah, soon we do. because we do. I am up against it because I got to eat hibachi. Um, another big thing that here, here that happened is that ABC invited Toby Keith to perform on a 2002 4th of July concert. Uh, Peter Jennings apparently heard the song and rejected it. What? Asked him to soften the lyrics a little bit or do another song entirely. Um, and in response, 
um, Toby Keith said no and just didn't do it. I remember that. And I then remember said, that uh, you know, basically said that he was kicked off the show, which it sounds like he wasn't kicked off. Peter Jennings was just like, can you do this or do that? And he just said, no, I'm not going to do it he at all. He came in and said, Toby, can you change the words to girl? We can't get much better. It's like a Simpsons. Uh, it's like uh, when Krusty uh, asked Red Hot Chili Peppers, to change the lyrics to give it away. <laughs> That's right. So uh, Keith was further quoted as saying, isn't he Canadian? And also, I bet Dan Rather wouldn't kick me off his show. Dan Rather in response stated, and I'm not going to be a hypocrite. You wouldn't want me to. I like Peter. He's a good guy. ABC, however, stated that it was the network that did not want to begin the show with an angry song. I mean, it's called The Angry American. So they didn't really want to kick off their their Fourth of July bash. They could have moved with this slot. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever. So anyway, uh, that's a little lead up to the song, um, and then and then there's the lyrics, which well, yeah, we got some uh, we got some acoustic guitar in the beginning. American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying, there's a lot of men dead so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our head. Shout out to the men and women on the wire <laughs> out there on that wall, protecting that wall. Yeah. Yeah. American girls and American, American guys. guys. I mean, <laughs> just right off. You know, can I get a side of freedom fries with that first line, Mark? <laughs> this has freedom fries written all over, doesn't it? it? Yeah, we we'll stand up and salute and always recognize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, what, are we, what are we recognizing? The line that really kind of confounds me is when we see old glory flying, there's a lot of men dead. <laughs> Do we only see the flag flying when people have died? Where do we assess blame? Because I see the flag flying all the time. I guess people are dying all the time, technically speaking. They are. But and you is, want to take patriotism out of it. The flag's still flying. People are dying. Is that why it flies? It's not the flag's fault. Um, <laughs> it is It is odd. There's no getting around that. When we see all the... There's a lot of men dead. Oh, now, Mark, when you drive down Fowler Avenue here in Fort Myers and you look up at Victory Lane and see that gigantic flag flying, what's the first thing you think of? Dead people? No. No, me neither. You know, I'm realizing now that I think it's just kind of like the weird way that these uh, lyrics are lined up. We'll always stand up and salute. And I think he's saying we'll always recognize when we see old glory flying. Mm. And then... There's a lot of men dead so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our head. So you're saying Toby's timing is bad. I'm just saying these lyrics, in addition to being terrible, um, they are also awkwardly juxtaposed yeah. next to each other. That's, yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, If he could f find a way to fit them back around, it might make a little more sense. Still, like you said, still bad. Um yeah, um, this is not going to shock you at all. Toby Keith told CBS show. Toby Keith told the CBS show 60 minutes that he wrote the song in 20 minutes. That's 
Makes absolute perfect sense. Honestly, that's a little longer than I was expecting. <laughs> I was thinking like maybe 12 to 15. 10 minutes longer than the allotted songwriting time. <laughs> he said this song, he wrote this song based on what his father's thoughts would have been about the terrorist attacks. Okay. Which I feel bad for his dad. His dad can't defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible thing. Mark. That's not what I would, please don't speak for me. Only six months before, man. <laughs> And then he oh. is silenced forever. Oh, poor. It's weird saying that you're Mr. speaking Koval. for someone. By the way, his last name's Koval. It's not Keith. Did you see that? I did notice that. Toby Keith Koval is his name. Made me made me kind of curious as to what was going. What was the story there? I'm. I'm. I think. Uh, a, well, his Toby Keith. Toby Keith, Keith is his middle name. Yeah. His name is Toby Keith Koval. Right, but still. It gets convenient. I didn't know that until today. Even when we did uh, Good As I Once Was, I looked over that. You can tell that people were like, oh, well, people wonder, do you pronounce it Covell or Coval? It sounds too French. Got to get rid of that French shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are going to think you're a fucking loser if your last name is Covell. Don't want to be associated with the surrender monkeys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our head. Just a stark reminder, I guess, that uh, the military exists and fights for our freedom, which, I mean, in some wars has been the case, for sure. Yes. I don't know how much it's happened since World War II. We can go ahead. Finish your thought. That's it. Okay. (laughs) So I don't know how much it's happened since September 11th. Because if you know anything about every president after those years, there's nothing that couldn't be fixed in our foreign policy without the benefit of a drone strike. What I mean is most of our shit gets resolved by a plane flying miles away from the action. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, or a drone flying. Um, So, I mean, if the words would be more apropos if it was we can sleep at night when we lay down our head, there's a lot of drones been shot down. (laughs) You know, <laughs> in protecting us now these days. That's not to detract from, please, don't, that's not to detract from the men and women that put themselves on the line. That's still a thing. But, uh, you know, let's put it into perspective now these days. Yeah. Then we, uh, then we get our first verse. My daddy served in the army where he lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard till the day that he died. He wanted my mother, my brother, my sister and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. So I clicked on the genius link to that, hoping that we would see like a picture of his father with like a Sandy Duncan eye, you know, right there. And I'm like, and there's nothing, there's no mention in anything anywhere about whether or not his father actually lost. So I didn't want to be that guy because I was kind of like, did he really lose his eye? I do. I want to be that guy. Or Did he this, really lose it? Is this bullshit? Or is it just So I didn't dig too much into it. Right. Um I mean, whatever. I'll take him I'll take him at his word. I guess the other question is, did he lose his eye serving in the military? By the way, I looked or it up. Or did he lose his eye because uh, you know, he was uh playing pickleball. Lawnmower accident. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh turns out he was in uh Korea, not uh, World War Two, Korea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that was my other guess when I said Vietnam. I was going to say Vietnam or Korea, but I mean, I think even for for Toby Keith, 
that his that that his age. Right. You're looking at grandfather for World War Two. I thought he was his his father was defending us when the Koreans were knocking on our door at Los Angeles when they came across <laughs> the Pacific looking uh-huh. to attack the good old. By the we way, we said, you know what? We're gonna co- give us a minute. Let me get our <laughs> shoes on. Gotta get my flag. We're gonna come over there and we're going to be very mean to you. <laughs> and boy, we're really fighting for for our safety mm. in Korea. Yeah, which. I don't know if you guys know geopolitics, but <laughs> that's not what we were doing over there. I mean, was, yeah, no. I mean we were fighting, uh, you know, this thing called communism, and we were putting our children's lives on the line for an ideal. Uh, I would hope that since that time we've learned that it's kind of hard to fight ideas. You know, it's it's a little difficult. Henry Kissinger, are yes. you there? Yeah, <laughs> Henry Kissinger, not anymore, thank God. Yeah, yeah. Then any guy that you know promotes tactical nuclear strikes as as a viable option, you know, as much as people I, when I was growing up heard, oh, he made good foreign policy decisions. No, he did not. Um, he does say my daddy served in the army where he lost his right eye, but he flew a flag in our yard till the day that he died. Yeah, as if to say, like maybe he would not be as American because he lost his eye, which I don't. I mean, in spite of or something like that. Yeah. yeah I was, mean, this guy, America, the, the the Statue of Liberty itself could cut his twig and berries clean off with a Ginsu knife. And he would be like, thank you. I mean, it seems like he's like, mm-hmm. he's just sold. He's all down for body modification for the <laughs> sake of patriotism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Losing yeah. an eye, twig and berries. Mark, we find out what the exactly what the Statue of Liberty is doing later on in the song. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. No Ginsu. Yeah, that's yeah. when we get into it's like the... the most horrible part of the song. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's terrible. Really? I mean, this is all. Um... Yeah, let's let's call it what it is. This song is propaganda. Even if you're even if you're pro-American for anybody that's kind of like in the middle there. This song is trying very hard to make to, to sell you on America. And that, like, all this is cool and good. Can I say that the song is trying to sell you on kick-ass America? Yes. Yeah, I mean... Ignorant country music America. There's about America, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, is, like, by and large, I'm, I'm happy I live in America. I have the option to not live in America if I don't want to. I have enough money that I could move to another country if I want to, but I don't. And I mean, is that 100% only because I love America? No. I mean, it's more complicated than that. But I mean, I think that there's plenty of fine stuff done here. And more importantly, I know that a lot of other countries are also very fucked up. Oh, yeah. I mean, like every country has its Nobody's fucking dirt. Nobody's perfect, man. No. Not, no no po- person. Nobody's no perfect. Ba- 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 ba. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But Mark, I choose to live here because I have seen other countries. I want to live here. Yeah. Sorry, dude. No, I, I, I mean, that's there's fine. There's some pretty terrible places in the world, dude. There are. Yeah. And there are some better places. There, there, Yeah, there are. I mean, I you mean, hear all this shit about you know, Finland and how well, happy yeah. it is. Yeah. But, I mean, it's interesting because you hear about countries like that and they go, well, if you move here, you're paying like 40% of your money is going to taxes. The good news is, though, those taxes are actually going to stuff. Yeah. And There's, you're actually going to benefit from them. It sounds reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm fine. Whenever people say stuff like that, they'll take 50% of your taxes. First thing I ask is, well, what are you doing with? Are you paying for fucking $5,000 blowjobs in the back of a stretch limo that you're taking from your place of work to your mistress's house? Mm-hmm. Well, then no. 
or a thousand dollar toilet seat. Yeah. Yeah. Are you taking it and putting it toward good schools, healthcare for everyone, and healthcare for everyone, and all this stuff? Then great. I'm on board. Take it. Yeah, me too. Please. Yeah. Oh, and I have to pay less money to all this other stuff because it's being taken care of and that's what you're using the money for? Fine. It's a real head scratch. Let's go. Um, And then, you know, he says he wanted my mother, my brother, my sister, and me. And of course, we've got, you know, the the nuclear family plus that he he wants them to grow up and live happy in the land of the free, which, yeah, I, I think pretty much every parent wants that. He's making it sound like his father was unique no. in this way. Over there in Spain, they <clears throat> hate that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to live in a fucking piece of shit country that hates you. <laughs> I want you to live in a place where, you know, you're going to die of infectious diseases. That's what I had you for. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is forever going to be known as the verse where Toby dragged his family into it. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I mean, and that is, I, I mean... At least I think that most of us can say we're, for better or worse, mostly kind of on the same page. These two verses, or the intro in the verse, you know, we're talking about wanting to have peace, wanting to have safety, wanting to have comfort. I think a lot of us can get on board. I'd say, you know, most people can get on board. Then we get into verse two, which is... We don't don't get the benefit of, of like... Getting a salve on our open wound with a chorus, we go right to the second we verse. We go right to the second yeah. verse, yeah. yeah. Um, and the second verse is like he took, it's like AI took a bunch of seventh graders <laughs> and said, write a patriotic song, and AI like constructed this from here on out. Mm. It's just. It's just something. Give me that second verse. Now this nation that I love has fallen under attack. A mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back. Soon as we could see it clearly through our big black eye, man, we lit up your world like the 4th of July. Never have I heard someone who just seemed so excited about bombing a country. Well... I'm going to give him the benefit of we just had 3,000 people die innocently in New York. You might want to lash out. That's okay. I'm questioning his choice of words on that in that every time I hear a mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back, sounds like he's describing like a donkey punch, <laughs> like in the midst of doing it or something like that. It just doesn't sound, it's, it's bad. It doesn't sound good. And soon as we can see clearly through our big black eye, Man, this just this this from a country guy. This rings of a little domestic violence. You know, you just want to be careful when you pick oh. words and when you're a country singer, man. You know, and uh, he and like you said, twenty minutes, Mark. Yeah, twenty minutes. So I mean, <clears throat> I'll say what what sayest thou? I mean, you know. I understand. Here's the thing. Okay. One of my favorite quotes of all time. You know who it comes from? David Berman. Oh, well, lots. You can't change the feeling, but you can change the feeling about that feeling in a second or two. That dude. Having a reaction to something, you know, and having like a, a knee jerk reaction to something. 
does not mean that you should react in the way that you feel like you should Mm -hmm. in that moment. As a matter of fact, it's probably a good idea to hold the fuck off for a minute and really think about it and think about what's going on. And I mean, I remember when September 11th happened, my react because I was 21. You were 28? 26, 27, 26. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I remember being like, oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. What? Like, yeah. Okay. Like I, I didn't see this coming, but I saw it coming. Okay. Um, you know, um, well, we had had terrorist attacks before. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. 93, there was a bombing that they tried to, to bring down the same thing. I saw the hole in that building in real life after it happened. It was massive. When I drove underneath the, two, the trade centers in 1993 or 94, I looked up and saw, I'm 93, not long, just months after it happened. I thought to myself, how did those things not come down? It yeah. Was, yeah, it was stories high, man. The, the hole. It was amazing. Um, I remember thinking like, Stuff like this happens often in other countries. And it hasn't happened here. We've been very lucky for a long time. And we have had terrorist attacks from Americans. Mm-hmm. I mean, from people here. Oh, yeah. The Oklahoma City bombing and... 96. Um, you know, there was a bombing at the World Trade Center before that. Yep. Um, and we've had them after. Yeah, and we've pissed a lot of countries off in a, in a couple of different ways. Some ways that I think are justified. In some ways that I think are not. Um, but, you know, it was it's one of those things where it's like. This is the ignorance, like the. Talking like making it sound like like America. Like, I, mean, I mean, it's tragic what happened. There is no doubt about it. Making it sound like um, like. I don't know how to put it. Playing the victim? Yeah. Yeah, and we were the victim here. And those people were victims. But playing it is the terrible. blameless victims. But like making it sound like 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 we as a country, not those people, but we as a country didn't have it coming to some extent. And I don't know, just like, well, now we're going to barrel down on you and we're going to light you up like the 4th of July. It is it is similar to me to what we were talking about with gun rights people who are like, give me a reason. Okay, yeah. It's, it's bloodthirsty. Right. It's excited. Yeah. And it's like when I when I when I say the whole thing about like playing the victim I what I mean by that is thank because thank you you're kind of putting it together a little bit better in my mind for me. It's like it's like really upping the whole victim thing to be able to really soak up the joy of setting a country on fire and forgetting about the fact that when we go and bomb those countries like they're the Fourth of July. We are doing to them, we are killing innocent people just like these people did to us. Mm. Except instead of a couple of screwballs who are trying to get back at us, we now as a government are doing the same thing to them. It is 
it is less a couple of people standing alone inside a terrorist organization killing innocent people. Now, we as a country who are like making, you know, uh, delicate decisions are killing not only military personnel there, which that's the game of war. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it goes. But also killing innocent victims as well. Well, we did hit a lot of weddings. Yeah. We did. Um, but I'd like to respond with this, Mark. Um, I believe that a, a military response was justified, 100%. Um, I think that um, flag-waving that goes around a, um, a military response um, I, I I can't I've I've broken myself up over how justified those things are you know digging deep into your jingo and jingoistic sensibilities in order to get people riled up in order to enact that response and how how appropriate is that my words to that is um, I don't think that there is anything better in this world in both when you're dealing with conscience, when you're dealing with retaliation, than a measured response that is exact and, 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 and precise and thought through, not just for the fact that you're not uh, giving yourself over to uh, atavistic, an atavistic response. I think that that's bad. However... Um, it's also good policy and more effective that, oh, look at America didn't have to rely on, you know, their, their, their insanity, their, 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 their psyche. They can do this with their head, you know, in a, in, in a measured response that is precise and even and, and, and effective. I think overall, and, and America sometimes does that. Um, of course, when you're dealing with people in the middle of the country, I'm not trying to make a blanket statement here, but when you get those folks from Oklahoma riled up, well, this is the type of shit that happens. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, I think we need to save that for very, very special and specific occasions. I'm not in government. I'm not in politics. And I'm not, you know, I don't claim to be some great leader. Um, I do like to think that if I was put into those positions, I would like to... Uh, think about things before I pull the trigger. Yeah, I mean, I think that us attacking Iraq over this was a pretty... It was inappropriate. Yeah. There, it, I was, mean, it was absolutely But that's the thing, is like yeah. like you're saying like our, our attack was... like uh, Was military attack justified? No, let, Mark, let, let's get this out of the way. We were lied to. Yeah. We were told that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. But that's the thing. There were not. Well, and Hans Blix went and said there aren't, right. and we went anyway. Yeah, I, that's, that's So, I mean, it was, it was, and, and that's the thing. Songs like this were part and parcel to the, yes. while everyone's got rock hard dicks and fucking hard nipples ready to fucking do anything to be able to, you know, do something for these 3,000 poor fucking souls that died, just pointing in the wrong direction of someone that we wanted to fucking go for whatever nefarious purposes, whether no, you want to, to point make it a book oil, which is probably yeah, what it was. That's what it was. Or whatever else. Yes. That's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, that is the problem that I have with songs like this. It, it just plays on that that knee jerk reaction and it fucking sucks. Yeah. It is, it is very much the blind 
it's it's the angry American that's the blind American. It is not a measured response and it's not a well thought out response. It's a an angry response led by a bunch of people who know what the fuck they're doing and know what strings they're pulling. And at that point, there were a bunch of Americans saying, why Iraq? I don't get it. There were people over there saying that they don't see anything. But people were just like, if you just tell me, just tell me where to punch and I'll punch. Mm-hmm. And and we did. And it was stupid. It was, and it made us look stupid. Well, it was, it was, it was bad in every in policy, in it procedure. was bad decision, in proce- yeah, in procedure. I mean, we we got stuck there. We got yes. stuck. Yeah, and it was, uh, and it was horrific, and it was a terrible thing. That's why I love seeing people, you know, giving George Bush a pass now these days. Oh, look, he's painting pictures, dude. Twelve thousand of our own Americans died, and countless other Iraqis died, so that he, him, and his buddies. His father was in the goddamn oil business. Right. That's what this was about, dude. Yeah. That's what this was about. Exactly. So, And so how frustrating is it that not only did the 3,000 people die because of all of that shit, but then another bunch of people died. Another, Again, please listen to War Pigs by Black Sabbath. We need to fuck. We haven't even gotten to the course yeah, here. Mark, yeah, Mark. Um, hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list. And the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist. And the eagle will fly, and it's going to be hell when you hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell. And it'll feel like the whole wide world is raining down on you. Oh, brought to you courtesy of the red, white, and blue. There's all kinds of shit that just structurally has issues in this freaking chorus, man. There is um, a statue, you know, uh, anthropomorphized, anthropomorphic, however you say that word. Anthropomorphizing. The Statue of Liberty um, is uh, flat out silly thinking that, you know, she's got a book there saying, give me your tired and weak and you're hungry. Uh, but your at the huddled same time, masses. your huddled masses. And at the same time, she's going to throw the uh, torch down and, and, and shake her fist. That's ridiculous. Give me your tired, your weak, your juicy asses. <laughs> what it should say um, it said on that book mark i'm not as good as i once was that's what it said uh as the eagle will fly it's gonna be hell when you hear mother freedom start ringing her bell more on that in a few minutes um and it'll feel like the whole wide world is raining down on you now mark he's obviously speaking to the terrorists right the guys that um that that went out and set out to destroy a little bit of America, or I, mean, I should say, two big pieces of America in Manhattan that day, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna go there, and, and we're gonna have the whole wide world raid down on you. Uh, it turns out that it wasn't just a few terrorists. We did it to a couple of countries for the longest war that we ever had. And again, I can't state this enough. Specifically, a country that had nothing to do with the terrorists that did the initial thing what are you talking about iraq yeah well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. afghanistan did right yeah they we definitely finally did. got there. i mean it once again it's kind of insane in hindsight knowing what we know you can't fight an idea you also can't bomb back to the stone age a country that is currently in the stone age so kind of yeah. kind of ridiculous i mean we could go there and just hunt the one guy that we know what it is but we wound up staying there for 20 thank god Toby was able to shake his fist, strum a guitar, and get the hard on even harder so that it could last. Man, 
This is military Viagra, Mark. It is. Yeah. And I mean, in the music video, which we watched, holy shit, and Seth doing his, <laughs> the Toby his dance. rendition of the Toby Keith dance, which is very, very funny and is going to live rent free in my head for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's a bunch of um, it's a bunch of military people just like going ape shit. And I mean, I'm sure some of it is from the live concerts and I'm sure some of it is the director going, all right, when I count to three, everybody go woo and be really excited. And they were like, yeah, okay, I'm really excited. And they're like, there's pizza for everybody. And everyone's like, then I'm really fucking excited. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't have to eat any more fucking rations. <laughs> yes, fine. I'll give you whatever you want, please. My kingdom for a loaf of bread uh, instead of freeze-dried peas. Mark, this was all brought to you courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. The, the Uncle Sam, the Statue of Liberty, the Eagle, the Mother Freedom. You can see him sitting there and like writing them all down. And like you said, making a anthropomorphic version of all these different things or I think it's time for or, a new symbol of freedom in the United States. What I mean, I think we should go else. with a Turkey. That was the original Ben uh, Franklin's idea. Ben Franklin's really? idea. I would, no, I don't really think that you don't think we should have. I know. I think we should. I think we should have a measured symbol of freedom in well, the I meant United the Turkey. States. Oh, what, the, what is your idea? I, I you don't have a pitch. I, I don't. I mean, well, <laughs> uh, give me a second. Uh, something. I mean, uh, I, I thought you were coming in hat in hand ready <laughs> I'd like to make it an electric bicycle. Can we have it be okay, that? Sure. I mean, that's like freedom yeah. of a you know that's that's America. Oh, or or like have have a picture of a guy you know wearing DoorDash shirt on an electric bicycle. That's a symbol of freedom in the United States because God only knows how did we make it through the goddamn pandemic without that guy you know yeah. delivering food to our homes. That's the symbol of freedom, Mark. There you go. Yeah, um, yeah. It'll feel like the whole wide world's raining down on you because our military is as large as many other countries altogether. So, yeah, maybe it will feel Wait, like that. No, 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 not many. Every other oh, country yes. altogether. Yeah. Yes. By, like, That's right. a huge margin. Yeah. Mark, um, Mark, 10 supercarrier groups. 10 supercarrier groups in the world. We have all of them. There's two more in production. The rest of the world has zero. There you go. So, there you go. There, there, yeah. That's us. Get to that bridge, Mark. Take us to the bridge. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the rest of this fucking chorus. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list. It is a, kind of a confusing line. Well, you're skipping the core. The, the, um... uh, that's oh, the first oh, line oh, no, of the that's chorus. the first line. I'm so sorry. I went down too far. That's what she said. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, put hey, your name. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name, Uncle Sam, at the top of whose list? Yeah. Who's his? I think that's what I meant to address when we started talking about the chorus, and I just kind of glazed over it going, you know, getting caught up in the in the hoo-ha. Um, yeah, but you're right. Who's list? Who's... who's? Yeah, and the Statue of Liberty shaking his, her yeah. fist. Is he talking about, like, is he talking about, um, Saddam, not Saddam Hussein, what's the other guy's name? Osama bin Laden? Mm -hmm. Is he talking about him? Maybe. Maybe. Um, a wink and a nod to the, you know. Go ahead. Uh, so, yeah, then we get the bridge. Oh, justice will be served, and the battle will rage. This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage. And you'll be sorry that you messed with the U.S. of A. Because we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Mark, I got to defend him on this one. A boot in the ass. 
on any given weekend could be in an American way. I mean, that's sure. when you know you're really in love, man. When, when you got a boot stuck up your ass. That's, uh, that's what I've always dreamed of when I was a kid. I was like, one day some pretty cowgirl's going to come along and shove her boot right up my ass. <sighs> Boy. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's just do ourselves a favor and line up every weak, dumb American flag-waving trope, and um, justice will serve. And the big dog will fight when you rattle his cage is... Just this big dog will fight no matter what redneck line that you <laughs> yes. could ever. I mean, totally white trash line that you could. Toby ever, Keith knows at least twenty people that used to raise pit bulls for dog dude, fights. Dude, there's, I mean, he's got a Dremel tool that he uses to sharpen dogs' teeth. I can guarantee or he doesn't have it anymore because he died, but I'm sure he did. <laughs> Razor sharp dog teeth. This country will, will. This dog will fight when you rattle its cage. This dog fucking will fight if you look at it kind of funny. This dog will fight if you um, buy its girlfriend a drink. This dog is looking <laughs> for any reason to fight. Yeah. Just period. Oh, God. In the South, man. I don't know if it takes place up north, but in the South. Oh, my God. Please, please, please go out. And if you're a Southern guy, look for that one couple that's having the fight so that you can interject yourself and say, oh, she'll probably fuck me if I hit him. That is a thing, dude. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. and, and th- these lines were all cooked up over a plastic trailer. I mean, a plastic table in a trailer, shitty linoleum floor. Oh, you can see it. With a couple of bottles of Evan Williams sitting up on top of them. I can smell it. Yeah, oh, oh, totally can. And looking across saying, you feeling froggy, then jump. You know, every shitty line you've ever heard was done in, in this 20 minutes, man. They were all considered. And, oh, justice will be served... What does justice look like? In this case, it's got a linoleum floor. But I'm talking about oh. like the justice that 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 America is going to serve. Is it just bombing everybody who is brown? <laughs> that's what George Carlin said. I mean, that's seriously, kind of seems like, like you know what? where we drop a lot of bombs where brown people are. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you know, you have to kind of ask yourself. Uh, a question that I asked myself uh, somewhat reasonable or uh, recently. somewhat recently. <laughs> what does accountability look like? Oh, man. What does what does serving justice and it being done look like here? I, I grew up in a in a in a in a religious household and was always told that pride is a bad thing. Um, are you should you feel pride when you've enacted justice like you're saying is that is that a good thing should you should you uh should that your sense of pride be boosted when you do that is a separate question than the one i asked but a very good question and maybe even a better question i'm I'm, because it should not in my opinion and i'm sure there's like a popular quote for this but and if you know it let me know what it is but you know Doling out, um, doling out justice shouldn't feel good. It should, it should feel measured and it should feel like a job. And I mean, that's not to say that it isn't good that it happened, but you know, it's, it's, it needs to happen because it needs to happen. I don't know that it's something I, I, some people should feel happy, I guess. But, I mean, you talk to a lot of people who, you know, like, 
oh, this person was attacked. Mm -hmm. This person was killed. Mm -hmm. Oh, we found the killer. We arrested them and they're going to do life in prison. Yeah. And you talk to the mother of the other, of the person that was killed and they're like, this doesn't bring my son back. That happens. This doesn't. Yeah. yeah, that's a reality. This doesn't fix it. Right. Or like, you know, my son was shot because they grew up and made a bunch of bad decisions and this kid made a bunch of bad decisions and my son could have been that guy. Are you trying to say that justice is arbitrary? I mean, I, I guess I'm, I'm I, 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 that is definitely true. Okay. And that I, I think that, yeah, I think justice just looks different to everybody. Okay. And that uh, justice can be a very messy thing. And in a case where three people did an act and died, then you start looking at, well, who told those people to do it? And how far out does that spread mm-hmm. where you go, okay, justice is served. Now we're good. Mm-hmm. We've killed two people, seven people, 20 people, 50 people. Are we trying to kill everybody inside a terrorist organization? Right. Are we trying to kill the people in charge of that organization, cut off the head and hope the body dies? What does what does justice look like in this situation? Yeah. And I think it's I mean, impo- I mean, I think it's impossible to answer. It's going to be different for everybody. And how healthy is it to ruminate on justice and what you think it is? One thing that irritates the living hell out of me is if you ever go on social media and see anyone that, you know, if something happens with, uh, you know, a, a criminal, if there's a criminal and all of a sudden it comes out in the media that they have been brought to when justice will go, when, when they're going through due process. And then you look at the comments underneath and everybody's like, well, send them to me and I'll put one in their head. Or, you know, I'll find a creative way to kill somebody. That, those are just the Give me a reason. dumbest people on the planet. And I just, I can't. There's, Please give me a reason God, to use my gun. It is such a... a, 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 a red flag oh yeah to the level of stupidity that there is in this very scary and that is it is a horrible horrible thing justice should be measured and cold and uh emotionless and uh these people that just that that get off on oh i'd love to dole it out i don't think they know what they're talking about yeah um and by the way that because we'll put a boot in your ass is the american way apparently that's the line that really set off natalie mains mm. and made her be like this sounds ignorant as well, shit it does kind and of i think it is yeah. the most ignorant line um putting a boot in your ass should not be the american way if it is that is the thing that is going to be our fall from grace the fact that we are excited about letting you know that we love to beat people up we're the bull that you know that is the bully of the world mm. and hopefully i mean do i do i think that that is kind of our um you know what we do is that kind of our mo sort hubris? of is hubris a word that applies here um it should be it, i mean <laughs> when you think of when you think of that right there i mean i don't know i mean it would be nice if you know it would be nice if we it would be nice if we could bring it down a little bit. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, just 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 pull back a little bit. Um <clears throat> so yeah, um yeah, you'll be sorry that you messed with the US of A. Yeah. Okay, great. So Mark, there's another chorus here. 
And I'm begging you, I'm almost going to get down on my knees that we are not going to go over no, that chorus. Will I will not. say that this is the portion of the song where Mother Freedom rings her bell quite literally. Oh, boy. And Mark, I never felt more like Quasimodo than last week when I heard this damn song and just thought to myself, the bells, the goddamn bells. They yes. ring throughout the rest of the song. And I, I, this is not an exaggeration. It's one of the top ten most annoying things ever in a song. Those got those damn bells at the end of this song. It yeah. is horrifically annoying. And just to let you know, for the uninitiated, uh, you, or the eagle will fly, and it's going to be hell when you hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell. I guess that kind of calls into mind like the Liberty Bell. Um, it is not the same as tubular bells. No. <laughs> it's, just, it's just one note. Yeah. But someone had the fucking wise idea to be like, hey, it must have been that Scotty guy that he records writes with. Yeah. Uh, it was like, oh, we should put on a bunch of tubular bells because a bell's a bell. No, it isn't. You fucking ding dong. <laughs> this song sucks. Um, creep factor. I mean, is it creepy? Uh, mm. Not in a traditional way of being creepy. But it is a little weird. It's creepy that I it's gotta out give there. it something. It's, yeah, yeah, I do too. I, I well, definitely. you know what? It is. This has got this has got Travis Kelsey yelling at Andy Reid energy. <laughs> which I, I and I'm I'm just going to say this. I've seen it. I've seen it kind of going around, and I'm you know I'm not going to equate one with the other because we've do you feel really about that outcome, Mark. How do you? Well, I mean, you know, on one hand, I've seen Tom Brady freak out, and everybody laughs at him and, and freaks out about it. It wasn't. It wasn't this. It was, it was not, not this. this. this and I will tell you, uh, because obviously there's a lot of link between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And I saw a lot of women who saw that and were making posts saying like, this is a little worrisome. And I don't disagree. I don't either. Okay. I good. don't either. I do not. That kind of he reaction. yelled at, at simple, what, who looks like, and maybe he's not, but innocuous little Andy Reid. Because there's nothing little about Andy Reid. I mean, well, you know what dick. I'm saying, but but I mean, uh, yeah, to yell that close to someone's face, it's one thing, an old man, to freak out and like go off on your own, and like you know, Andy wasn't having it, but man, I just couldn't help but think like, what if Taylor did something to really upset him? You know, like mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, man. It it definitely peaked. It it the the it definitely uh, my hackles. The hackles mm-hmm. went up. Um, I'll go ahead and give this a creep factor. It, it just feels wrong to not. I mean, there's something weird about it. There is. Even though it's all, um, you know, uh, even though none of it is really, um, I don't know. It's just a bunch of like. It's not an overtly sexual creep factor. No, it is not a cr- sexual creep factor at it's all. It's more a this guy poses issues or these, these yeah. words pose issues. What's the word I'm looking for here? It is not literal. It is a lot of figurative speaking, mm-hmm. but it's definitely got Travis Kelsey energy. Um, I'll give it a straight five. Wow. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. That's huge, man. Yeah. That's huge. I was going to say I was going to give it a one point five just because it's got some danger to, like you said, the, the, the red flag, the Kelsey energy. But that's it. Um, knowing what I know about. I, I know a little bit more about Keith. I don't think he's as dangerous as people make him out to be. He's definitely... Of, well, he's not dangerous now. Definitely not. It's hard to do in a box under the ground. It's true. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, man, five. That's huge. 
But uh, but there is a creep factor. It's not like last week when it was like I was like zero point two and you were like flat zero. Yeah. Um. But you know, there's just nothing super super creepy. But I agree that there is something there, Mark. I gotta say this before we wrap stuff up, okay? So <clears throat> this is a really bad song, and it ha- and it's patriotic. It's supposed to be a, a, a representation of America and its feelings. Um, and I don't want to leave here without saying that there are um, songs about America that uh, definitely deserve a, a little bit of recognition that are good, that are that are, are very good. And I'm not talking about freaking Lee Greenwood and God Bless the USA. I hate that shit, too. I just can't stand that song. But there are <clears throat> there's quite a few that that aren't that bad. If we're just going to be stuck in the country, uh, in the country uh genre mm-hmm. i would go, i would point to and maybe it's not like a, you know a flag waving all about america but independence day by Mar- martina mcbride is a pretty damn good song i love that song i think that that's very good um there's others you know uh, uh, america by neil diamond I, I i'm not a huge neil diamond fan but that's not a bad song america by paul simon and Art Garfunkel is an incredibly, incredibly good song. And if we're going to wrap this up and just say, what is a, what is, what, what do you think is, do you have a song about America that you'd say is your favorite? Do you? I mean, I'm, I don't I wanna, mean, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah, I can't think of one right off the top of I my head. I can tell you what mine is right off the bat, man. Hmm. Best American song. Batman. Everybody there should go out and listen to it. No. Uh, America the Beautiful by Ray Charles Ooh. is just an incredibly good uh, song about America that just, is just every time I hear it, I'm moved. I love it. Uh, we're going to wrap this up real quick because I got to go to eat, go to eat hibachi here. Go to eat. Next week we go are going to, to do Possession uh, by Sarah McLaughlin, um, and it was uh, submitted to us uh, by a listener named Andrew Mylar. 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 Yes. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll get it right uh, next time. But uh, thank you, Andrew. I just don't want to say that this is going to be. Heavy. This one's big. Yeah. Didn't know this existed. It was a single. And boy, we got to, we're going to, this is not going to be, we're just going to show up and talk about it. We got to do it. We, we have to have a measured response to this one. Yeah. And it's not going to be funny. It's not going to be, it's going to be more of those, the story behind the song. Um, And I will just go ahead and tell you that it's going to, we're going to be talking about suicide. We're going to be talking about a bunch of serious topics. So I'll just tell you now, usually and we'll put a thing at the, at the beginning of the episode as well, but just letting you know now, I mean, if you can listen to the song and I think you'll be fine, but as far as the story behind it, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty intense. It's, yeah. And we'll probably have some laughs. We tend to yeah, ten, we, one way or another, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, um, anything you want to say before we wrap up, please say no. We've had a lot of people that have uh, paid more attention to us online with our social media accounts, and I very, very much appreciate that. Mark, we've come up, uh, it says in our podcast uh, uh, pod chaser or something like that, that we've come up to 91 in the United States in music commentary. Is that right? I don't know. Is that right? I, I don't know. I'm not I will sure tell you, though, right. that we've gotten a couple of other five-star reviews. Um, oh, no way. Without um, without people writing anything but just reviewing us, it looks like. Mm. Um, so uh, I'll take that. Yep. Uh, now up to a whopping 14 ratings. Mm, nice. Uh, with a perfect five. I mean, I'm sure that'll fall off at some point. Some point. But thank you, guys. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, tell two friends. We will be back with Possession 
uh, next week by Sarah McLaughlin. Happy birthday, Mark. Thank you, Seth. I appreciate it. Uh, please go ahead and listen to that song, and we will be back next week with another episode of Lyrics to Go. Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>